This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the spies, lies, and allies. We're half up podcast for the reunion. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, because Alice Ali, how are you? Brian, we've been talking for about 15 minutes before we've a little background before we've gotten on this podcast. And do you know how hard and then texting today to plan the podcast? Do you know how hard it was to keep to myself that I am sitting here in my Nelly T loyalty t-shirt? Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> Wow, what quick uh, shipment on that? Really oh, get it past can, uh, the delays. Level up clothing. Like, it, it's very nice quality. It's exactly as I wanted. I would say it's like long, a little slim fit, like long and slim. But like, that's exactly what I picture Nelly T wearing. So it's as advertised. I love the Is wash. Is it that exact color? What, what's your color? What's the color scheme? It's that color. Choice? It's the gray like, stone wash with the red loyalty. Very high quality. I haven't washed it. I put it right on and I'm rocking it. And you'll see it after incredible. this if we play Mafia with Jordan. <laughs> that's incredible. Incredible. I love it. Rocking the Nelson uh, uh, wardrobe. I felt like like that. I'm like looking at the reunion looks and I'm wearing my own look like I felt. And then I also got my this is unrelated, but I got my Purple Pants podcast swag that I ordered during Black Friday. So like I'm really just like repping Nelson. I'm repping Bryce. Mm-hmm. I, I it reminds me of when I bought a, a T-shirt from Shay Not Shy's line when she was on mm-hmm. Are You the One for anyone who's been uh, rocking with us that long. <laughs> I brought a boy by crop top from her. <laughs> You're in your costume. You're feeling yourself. It's great. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just supporting people we're rooting for, you know? We are? We are. So how, how are you feeling about the reading? I was very worried. We got a bunch of tweets about saying, prepare yourself. It's three hours. And then luckily, it started to drip out that it really wasn't three hours. It was two hours. And then they just showed the episode of All-Stars, which I don't know. The, the MTV is like the most screwed up network ever. I don't know how that's that's how they like put it out on the network. Why don't they just say two hours and then the all-star all-stars episode. But what, what was your sense coming out of the reunion? I mean, if you were to, it's a little sneaky sneak, but if you were to ask me, it's like, yeah, tell him it's a three hour reunion. So you've blocked mm-hmm. that time out. And then it's like, Oh, all-stars is on. Well, I'm check this out. Uh, get those P plus subs in. I don't know. Like I also, the way my YouTube TV recorded, it was very strange. It recorded it just the, in two parts. Like 
It was mm-hmm. also designed to be two parts. Like there was a full roll credits after the first hour. Um, oh, not not for uh, my uh, basic cable. See, that one. is really strange because mine. Yeah. I, I texted you like I thought I somehow reached the end of this. Maria Menounos was like, next time we'll talk about this, this and this. There was like a coming up and then there was like a roll credits. And then I had mm. to like unclick to a new box and like watch start a new segment that was like previously on or like this coming up oh, like it was like totally broken up into two yeah i think um, we had the coming up but we definitely didn't have the end credits at previously on. we definitely I, I think there was a coming up but i just thought that was typical like mtv doing that like oh coming up later um so who knows but we are we are getting up next week right oh crap are we i thought we're done we're not done Maybe we're done. I think I, we're done. I feel like I think when you have a person come on, sing a song to play you out, I think that that's a sign that the, the show's over. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's on next week. What a tremendous relief. Not because <laughs> I don't want to like talk more about this season. I really enjoyed this season, but I feel like that's a hot take right there. I like this. Oh, come on. I like every season. It's like not every season, but I enjoyed it. I also think I said this on my solo podcast, like, because I had to miss so many episodes towards the end, it felt like I have new life and could keep going, like from a podcasting perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So, but, but okay. But the reunion was garbage. Like, there was nothing new. There was no news. It used to be the reunion. Maybe it's because the episodes are so plentiful that there's like 30 episodes that there's really nothing they don't show. But I feel like we really used to get some tea from these reunions. I think that's a good point. And then there's also, they have the after shows, which I, you know, obviously we watched every minute of it. But what I did, like what I did appreciate normally, like when they show the packages of like showing the clips of what they're about to discuss, normally it's like, why are we watching this? Like we just watched the show here. It was like, they were showing stuff that happened like three months ago. So like some of the stuff that they were talking about, I kind of forgot happened. So that, that helped bring it back and i was like oh yeah what what was the resolution with like the michelle stuff i kind of forgot that that was a thing so that's kind of good to have that but yeah i mean was there wasn't anything that groundbreaking other than amanda being a star but like what was the resolution like we'll talk about but i i don't know that they like some of these things and and partly because like they're interested them being the cast are interested in like extending these rivalries that like nobody is motivated mm-hmm. to come to the reunion and resolve like i think the only resolution was like tatcha and and Tori, and that's because like Tatcha's new, I think. Like, you know, like I feel like everybody yeah. else is like, I'm gonna hold on to our shit until the bitter end so that I can sort this out next season with you. Yeah, they want to keep the, the storyline open as a potential thing rather than real resolution, which I think kind of was called that a little bit sometimes. Like some people were like, if you wanted to talk to me privately, you could have, but you wanted to do it here, which is a common thing we see not just in like MTV reunions, but I think all reunions kind of do that type of thing where they want to make it more of a scene than it really is. The two things I'm most excited to talk about are one, the looks, which I'm always the most excited to talk about. Of course. Questions and on then that. close second is who's there, who's not mm-hmm. there. And I have a challenge stat request. So I'm going to need you to make the challenge stats because like you have it in. Okay. I also have a challenge stat to share, which I thought was pretty interesting. But oh my, maybe it's the same stat. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> It's not about looks. <laughs> but what, what was your question? 
that I that I'll well, post. Let's start with the looks. Up. That's just a little menu. That's just a little tasting sure. menu of where I want to go, and then you could take it away because I I honestly could delete the rest of the podcast after the looks <laughs> and who was there. Honestly, uh-huh. yep. first of all, I love the choice of doing a slow mo of like he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. and then Fessy is <laughs> dying at that. Yes. That was a good, good intro. It was very uh, all stars vibe with how they bring them out to the elimination. Kind of felt like that. Wouldn't have killed them to put little quick uh, chirons on who they are as they walked in. Because some of them, <laughs> I was like, so. who? <laughs> I was like, well, did they show it? Right. Did they show when they were? Did they show when they were? They showed them when they were talking. I think right, like through the show. I think they did. At that point, I I don't I don't think they did. Well, like once everyone's seen it was just going so quick like i know who everyone is but it was just going so fast um but that's a small complaint let's talk about the looks any looks stand out to you any highlights so i i didn't think there was anything so outlandish that like, what like, like yeah i don't know the, the obviously i guess the one was like emmanuel like that he was called out on but i thought everyone else was kind of normal reunion reti- attire i don't know i didn't see anything that was like well, how is this person out in public like this so Ryan. that's like my floor. But it hit me what what who was who was poorly, very poorly uh Ryan. Dressed? I have Bryce on the brain because I'm looking at all this great purple pants podcast swag, but like I feel like Robert, like Ryan. <laughs> Do you have eyes? Barely. Oh my god. Okay, first of all, we went through a very dark period where people would like show up a la Cara Maria, but it wasn't just her and like a uh, tank top and leggings and sneakers or like a big sweater and jeans. Like mm-hmm. people stopped to turning it up, turning up for the reunion. Mm-hmm. And now we have these international men and women who are like, no, I'm going to take my time here. We have Tatcha giving like Elsa ice queen princess avant-garde. We have, Esther bringing the full color palette at you when everybody else is like New Year's Eve colors only. Mm-hmm. Josh, I thought, needs to be highlighted in his like white mint green suit with his I don't care if it's Claire's jewelry. It was working. This like diamond look was he was serving it. It was the vibe. It was kind of the vibe. Uh, Tori looked batshit insane. That was like not. I mean, she looked gorgeous. It was not for me in this like all crystal bejeweled 1920s flapper costume. Emmanuel obviously serving you Shakespeare in love meets Pirates of the Caribbean, but from the library. Like I, I don't know what that was. I'm trying These to think the are are incredible, by the way. Fantastic. I want people to know that I have nothing written down about this. I have <laughs> Esther, Josh, oh Amanda. And Tori. That's it. I just wrote their names. And it's they are living in my head rent-free. I thought Amanda was maybe more what you're thinking of, of just like a classic reunion look, but she looked fucking hot. That was revenge look, body, everything. Mm-hmm. It was it was everything. I have one complaint. Okay. Oh, I also thought Emmy, because she was so uncomfortable Ooh. in her dress and heels, should have worn her fucking alien performance sweatsuit at the reunion. Probably. Yeah, or at least the shoes part of it. I mean, that would have been show cool. Up and show up in your uniform. That would have been fucking cool. I would have been here for it. I slept in my alien tracksuit because I wanted exactly. to perform today. Exactly. <laughs> Woo. Choking over here. I'm choking on these looks. Um, gagging on them. Okay. My one complaint, and don't mm-hmm. come for me, Scally, I do not care, is with Survivor Legend 
Michelle Fitzgerald. And and here's I, why. Go ahead. Please. I was going to say, I thought it uh, unbelievable that she got the call to be there. Um, so at least she's there. But yeah, what was the complaint with her outfit? Totally fair point. At least she's there. I get it. Because like, you don't know. It, you're new and you're not trying to show up in like a crazy look, maybe. Or like your survivor reunion. Like she wore a very survivor appropriate reunion look, maybe with the sexy dialed up a bit. But like, totally forgettable like that's what you'd wear if you were like working press for the sh- for like you know you had to dress up for the occasion but you're like maybe you're the host mm-hmm. you know but there was nothing extra this is mtv it's like someone wearing a gorgeous dress that would be appropriate for like the golden globes but they're at the grammys or that the mtv video music awards like we can dial up the crazy here like Tatcha understood the assignment. Like, you know, like that kind of crazy look. Like even Tori, okay, I don't like it, but you you did something with it. That's it. Maybe that points to Michelle like not even wanting to be part of this world. Maybe she's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna dress I'm gonna dress <laughs> to the job that I have, not the job that I want. Right. I mean I, I if Michelle declines an invite to come back on the challenge, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> I'll eat my R H A P beanie. So, so what were the big surprises for you for, I guess we'll start with who, who was there since that's more top of mind and easier. So I, I, it's funny that we very randomly did our calls of like who we'd want to see back. Cause it, it did kind of jog more who was on the season that we're maybe forgetting about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very surprised to see Tatcha back and get a package. And I was like, she made that happen because if she didn't pop off at Tori at the end of her elimination, yeah. I don't think she's wearing that amazing dress in at this reunion three months later. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, I guess it also would make sense if they wanted to bring Esther, they would bring both of them since their dynamic kind of they had their falling out after so they can discuss that. But I was yeah, I was surprised to see kind of both of them there. I feel like they there weren't really much focal points of the season. So to see them both there, like you said, probably adds possibly them coming back for next season, or at least uh, in the future, at least they're in the mix. That's interesting that you say that about Esther. I thought I thought it made sense for Esther to be there because before <clears throat> excuse me, before Fessy got like ejected, Esther was like really leading strategy. She was winning with Fessy there. She was getting Fessy's respect. So I would have put Esther as like twice as likely, likely as Tatcha to come back, maybe three times as likely. Yeah. But that was uh, but just so long ago. Like they, that was like, <laughs> I mean, like first four or five episodes, there was so much that happened beyond that happening that I, I it's kind of, I would have thought that would have got lost in the shuffle. So, were you surprised to see what like Huey and Michelle? I, I think Huey for love him or hate him, maybe only because of like the tweet stuff that has come out. Like I'd be surprised. Mm. Like Ashley, obviously yeah, I was, wasn't there. I was surprised to see Huey. I think I was surprised to see Michelle, but then I guess it made sense why she was there. Cause she was like integral in like the Michelle in the Amanda Fessy dynamic. So I guess it, at least she was there to like defend herself or speak her mind rather than have people talk about her when she's not there. So I was for that, purpose i was glad she was there but i don't know what huey being there like he wasn't really involved in anything that they were talking about so i was kind of surprised to see him there um i think with michelle also she like they want her to get like beaten up on with the emmanuel tory stuff she's there in a tough spot but she's there baby she's she there yeah um, she was in like a no-win situation and she i thought she handled herself pretty well but she was like there was no way she was coming out of that looking great like so her just 
you know, willingly taking her punches, I guess, uh, was a good spot. The highest. When she came out, okay. Highest female finisher to not be there is Bettina. No surprise. Um, lowest uh, female finisher to be there is Tatcha, who left fourth again. In, mm-hmm. Unbelievable for her. Um, Anissa not there. Are you surprised about that? Only because I guess she could have been there as more like the point guard of helping Maria Menounos with the questions, like, you know, guiding conversations and things like that. But she, in terms of content of what to talk about, she went, I mean, she went home via injury. She has no like grudge to have against anyone. So she wasn't involved in much of the stuff. So she wouldn't have anything to offer there, but it's like maybe someone just to help facilitate conversations, um, which I guess maybe she just hosts the show, <laughs> but uh, to be there as a panelist, I don't think she would do much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So, um, I want to talk about Maria, but let's do the guy side for a second. Um, highest finisher to not be there is Ed. Surprised that Ed wasn't yeah. there. I was very surprised because I thought, really thought he was a big production favorite. Um, maybe some vaccination problems. I didn't feel like sending a camera to his house. I don't know. There could be something like that. Do we um, know him to be unvaccinated? Or no, you just I don't assuming? know. Just some throwing out bl- <laughs> uh, boutless claims. Let's throw away. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, but I was surprised because like, I felt like the production crew really did like him. He was tossing the scenes and confessionals where he had no business being in. So um, I don't know what he would have offered to the reunion, but there's other people there that didn't offer much. So I thought he could have been there just for like a few laughs. He would have had a few funny jokes. I agree. I think Ed's the biggest, like, where was he? Even though we both forgot him until I read this list, maybe. Um, and then lowest finisher was Fessy, episode seven. So shout out to the women who are much more memorable early exits than apparently all of the men. And we'll get to one of the men who was omitted that you wanted yeah. to make smoke with <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Let's talk about Maria. How did you think she mm-hmm. did as a host? I thought she was good. I really like Maria. I think she's a great host. I think she's best when she had someone with her. Like, I wish, like, again, I wish, kind of wish Anissa was there. I think if, if it was Maria and Anissa doing it, 
in tandem. I think that would be a good way to do it. But I think uh, she's very good. I mean, she's a very competent host. She like does this for a living, obviously. And I think she watches the show. Like I think she used to do challenge podcasts for Afterbuzz back in the day. So uh, I think she did it. I think she did a fine job. I thought she was one of the best hosts we've had in a long time. And I totally don't agree. I don't think she even needed anybody else. I don't think there was a time. So the challenge- then- Go ahead. No, I was going to say that because I, I was going to segue to my challenge stat about Maria. So, but okay. finish your point. Well, I just think if, like, I usually get start to get on the host when I'm watching the show and there are questions or there are points to be made that the host isn't making. And they're low-hanging fruit if I'm remembering them. But I thought Maria went in. She went in on Fessy on behalf of Amanda. She went in on Josh when he was like talking out of both sides of his mouth between Logan and Corey. She had the history. And like you're saying, she watched the show. Even if she doesn't watch the show, just lie to me well. Be prepared like you Mm -hmm. did watch the show. And maybe it's just a product of there not really being much to discuss from this season. Uh, Or like there was a lot of stuff off camera that she was able to be like you tweeted this and like obviously everyone's up to speed about that but i thought she like really jumped in where she needed to and that impressed me were you surprised not to see Devin as the host considering she's been hosting the after shows oh yeah well that's like the tale as old as time right everybody tweets about this and she likes the tweets yes if Devin wants to come host maria can leave but i thought maria did a very good job because i think this this is the first year Devin's been doing these after shows right so that's why i thought this did she not like do them last rush. year too? Did they not do? I don't even know. Or if she they had, did she had done them. She's done stuff before with them recently. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah, I, I was surprised that she wasn't involved in this at all, considering her strong involvement in the after shows. But for the challenge that so Maria is now the person who's hosted the challenge reunion the most times. She has surpassed uh, Mike the Miz. This was her sixth time hosting. Oh. Yeah. Amazingly, she is not host like she did the All Stars reunion last year, or I guess earlier this year. Um, but she hasn't hosted Challenge proper since Rivals, the first Rivals. Um, sorry, I just have a quick stat about Devin. She's hosted for Double Agents, All Stars, and Spies, Lies, and Allies after shows, after maps, okay. whatever. Right, so According so to Challenge Wiki, which you've shit on in the past, so yeah, it's, it's not as reliable as Challenge. <laughs> Never, never is, once but. found something wrong, but you're just saying it's not person. You don't rely on it as much, which makes it right. not as relied upon. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> okay, sorry. So the you were saying about Maria, I totally interrupted you. No, I was gonna say that was this was her sixth time, most ever. Uh Mike the Maze at five, Johnny Mosley four. So here's the stat I want. And I think I could think of maybe one person, although I'm really not sure, is how many people did not appear at the reunion of their first season, but mm. did make a return appearance to the show. Like, is it is question. Ed dead in the water? Is Priscilla, who is, I think, the biggest shock for the women to me that she wasn't there when to me. I would replace almost every discussion, the big T and CT discussion that was shoehorned. Absolutely. The Berna Emmy. Absolutely. Like almost every segment that happened, I would have replaced with the discussion of Priscilla finally being the first rookie to like turn against and infiltrate mm-hmm. and call a rookie out. That's like, that's the turning yeah. point of the season. Where is Priscilla? It's a good question. It's a very good question. And very good question for challenge stats. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the only ones that come to the top of my head would be ones like a lot from a long time ago that people that were eliminated first, the way like Bananas and Kara were eliminated first in their seasons. Like, I don't know what the reunion scope was during those. Was everyone there at the reunion? Or I would guess probably not. So they probably weren't at those reunions. Um, but in terms of more recent, like these larger casts with a lot of rookies, uh, nothing's coming to the top of my head about people that weren't a part of the reunion and then came back around. That's true. To the extent that any statisticians want to take this on, I do think you would have to control for any reunions where everybody was there. So like yes, those don't count. So first, first timers, rookie seasons who were not at a reunion where the entire cast was not there, who re- made a return. The only person I would guess, and I'm not checked, is Rogan. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he would have been at the reunion when he like gassed out in the first episode. So, but maybe there are more oh. people. I can't imagine that Ed and Priscilla are like off the list because they're not at this reunion. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't think so. But it's, it's, it does, it doesn't help their case that they both weren't there. There's it does for that. sure, for sure. And for people, and by people, I mean Scally, who got on us about saying kind of done with Big T, and not forever, and and not really, because even just the way she was talking on the reunion made me be like, all right, I love Big T. But she didn't have a fucking segment to rub together here. No, her segment was like, stop being mean to her. Like That was her segment, which is not a great segment for her. So It wasn't even, it was like, yeah, it was like, CT shouldn't support me and then be fake. And it's like, we all agree with you, but like, Mm -hmm. CT doesn't really engage with her on it. He's like, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, the person on Zoom call. Yeah, I'll keep my bad thoughts to myself, which is a classic CT. This is probably how we got away from all the stuff in the house, right? Like he doesn't really when there's an argument going on, he scoots around it, doesn't really give an opinion, he backs away and help people start forgetting about it, which is basically what happened in the segment. <laughs> um, and then who was there by satellite? Just Corey and CT, right? Just Corey and CT. Yep. I think CT is not vaccinated. <laughs> I was like very concerned about that. I'm like maybe he's filming. He's live on location for his movie. Yeah, he's a hunt. He's currently hunting people right now. That's what he's doing. Oh God, is that the plot of the movie? I think isn't it like the greatest game? Isn't that what he's involved in? If you think I read the article or retained it after we read it, <laughs> come on. I have no I idea what, what you're talking is. about. <laughs> you could you literally play, cut you the clip. You could cut the clip of me play a villain. He's been a villain for years. You could cut the mm-hmm. clip of me reading that like headline, and I wouldn't even recognize my own voice saying it. <laughs> so oh tj was on satellite can't forget tj was he like on a yacht or he was just in a very windowed room it kind of looked like he was on a boat to me so i thought i figured he was somewhere wherever they're filming all-stars three i think that's probably where he was right that was my hunch oh i didn't like believe him but you're right that makes sense i was like okay he's just like i'm doing challenge things he's like that's right because i because I know they haven't even like begun production on 38 yet. So I'm like, all right, so it can't be that. So I was like, all right, so it's got to be he's somewhere filming All-Stars 3. Maybe, is it possible? Is there any rumor that CT's on All-Stars 3? No, right? Like, that's not a thing? Um, They released the cast, didn't they? I, I, was it like the official cast or was it like the No, the no, Vevmo no, like the Vevmo cast. cast. It's how annoying is it that... I think Venmo came first, right? Like they should have like filed a trademark infringement on Venmo because it's like I I sometimes in my head I can't remember like when I'm saying Venmo I'm like is that incorrect? Very very confusing. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just saying. Um, let's talk about this winner conversation between CT and Casey. 
uh, with CT and Casey. Again, kind of mm-hmm. like you said last week, they're treated very much like separate winners. Uh, so that was a good call. Um, I do like how when they discuss splitting the money that Casey leaves the door open for like not doing that in the future when they're very much like these were good people. So we wanted to give them mm-hmm. money. Uh, which, yeah, to me suggests like if I didn't like you, I wouldn't have given you the money. So don't expect it. Yeah, well, that's why I thought Casey, uh, like what the one line that she said through this reunion, and you can kind of pinpoint it for everything else she says. Like she's what she said was like I'm very deliberate with my words on these shows. Like I, I try to be vague, and like I say everything I say is with a purpose. And like I think this is another example. Like she, like you said, was keeping the door open for if someone you hate is there, you're not going to give them the money. You're going to give them less money or or whatever. So uh, yeah, Casey, Casey's very smart. She doesn't get enough credit, I think, sometimes for for being very smart with these shows. I agree. I think when she said that, it was a good reminder for me, too, of like, oh, right. Like, maybe I don't give Casey enough credit personally. Mm-hmm. And even like she's leaving the door open for Nani, like CT and I won before different shows. but We've won. Like it was just she limited the circumstances from like an expectation to like literally only mm-hmm. because it was this exact four yeah. people and me and CT together, both as winners that we right. did this period. <laughs> like yep. her, her yeah. case is airtight. <laughs> Very lawyery. She was like making sure every line of that contract was very specific that it can't come back around. Truly. Um, but with Kyle, uh, they kind of put him on blast. Would Kyle have shared the money? And CT says no. Mm-hmm. Do you think Kyle would have given money uh, to CT and Devin and, and Tori and who else would have been there? Not yeah, Tori, I, I Nani think so. and Casey. I think so. Especially because like, there's no Not way Tori. Jesus. Who, who yeah, am no, I? Yeah, oh, Emmy, yeah. Emmy. Sorry, I just don't want to get added. Yeah, yeah. Go like, ahead. It, like in this situation, no way, because Tori, there's no way Tori would have been okay with that. Like, there's no way she's going to do that. And then I think even Kyle on his own wouldn't keep the money for himself. Uh, I, I think he would, maybe with a different group of people uh, in the Casey way, he wouldn't. But I think in this situation, he would have given at least some money. I don't know if the same amount or less, but uh, he definitely would have given some away. So it's so funny because I thought CT was pretty hard on him. And, and granted, it's all in, in good fun and joking, probably. But like mm-hmm. the, Kyle thought about it. He was like, mm, on my family, I would have given the money. I fully believe Kyle would have given the money. I didn't even yeah. know why they're asking him. I thought Kyle, was, he had a fantastic reunion. Like he wasn't involved in a lot of stuff, but I thought he had a, very, a lot of very funny comments. Um, and he's just like such an enjoyable presence to have on screen. So uh, big, big uh, pro Kyle reunion. Uh, I didn't connect with that that much, but it doesn't surprise me. It's like very Kyle's energy, like not involved in that much stuff, but has funny mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Thank God. Now that car, the, the new viewers don't appreciate what we had to go through to get this oh Kyle. My God. Yeah. So like, just be lucky. Just be lucky when we stood here and took Kyle's lumps so that true, we can have uh, Kyle now. Yeah. True. Like diamond creation work. You had to like <laughs> really go through the, the tough times to, to come up with this. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, I actually, if you were to tell me Kyle versus CT, who's more likely to give money away, I think I would say Kyle's and like more is like dumb enough to do it, and that CT would be more like, oh my mm-hmm. good. Uh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think all of them were like ninety nine percent. So at that point, it's like a half a percent here or there. Not to bring up old wounds and old discussions, but Maria Menudos wants to weigh in on the face of the challenge, not the face, the the goat of the challenge conversation. By calling CT the longest reigning champion vet of all vets. <laughs> I think she meant there. That's there. Yeah, it was very like Game of Thrones level title. The CT, the, the, <laughs> the champ of champs, the longest reigning champ of veterans here. Yeah, very, very interesting wording. 
Because people think... have won more than two in a row, like obviously. So very uh, specific. Do we, a, very Casey Do we have the stat well, on that? Well, didn't Darrell win like four straight or three straight? Was that four so, straight? Did he do all four straight? Uh, crap, I'm going to get added. Um, I don't know. Probably at least <laughs> two or three know. in a row. If you're still here, you're not adding us and we appreciate you. Um. All right. Who's the rookie? See, these these debates to me were pretty interesting. Like, who's the rookie that made the biggest impression? They they nominated Emmanuel and Emmy. Is that do we agree? Definitely with Emmy, but like, I don't think Emmanuel. I think they were kind of laughing that off. I think Tory said Emmanuel, and I think they kind of like joked around that. Obviously, Tory would say that, uh, but I I don't see it. Like I, in terms of like jumping off the screen, I think it was clearly Emmy for the girl. But let's but like on the guy's side. I mean, I they're really any of the guys that lasted long really didn't like to me. It's like freaking Kels. He's the the one that still made the biggest impact. I was um, gonna say Kels. I was gonna say Kels. I mean, he was there for a cup of coffee, and he was still like much more compelling than anything Logan or Emmanuel. Did Logan even speak at this reunion? Like, I'm not even joking. I don't think he said anything. Well, he did. I actually only because I only remember because I really liked it. It was explaining why him and Josh were like fast friends over their language because oh, okay, that yes, I think yes, was yes. a really that was a really like memorable moment from the series so that's why i connected sure. with it but fair enough did sure. he add anything new no and no. why didn't we even discuss him blowing off big t are you sure we're yeah. not getting this next week when they're like who's the the pair uh, that I, doesn't I, want to speak anymore like did we get <laughs> did we answer that question that question is remains unanswered again i feel like once you put on the alien t-shirts like that's like okay we're all like <laughs> leaving speed leaving stage so well tori like changed into sweatpants where'd she get the sweatpants like when did they change after another hour of the conversation like i don't know all right I, you know whatever okay i mean i think Emmanuel's probably up there but you're right it's like a small it's a little pool like it's yeah, a it, he's a big a medium fish in a very small pond yeah to me this was like a a quantity size rookie case not exactly a quality size but i'll reserve judgment for some of them when they come back and then we'll get a better taste but let's like talk about the rookie women because like emmy gets all this credit as rookie of the year and it's true but like to me like priscilla and i also think we were too low on Berna last week i don't think she'll be back but like i think she had impact she had storyline she had argument she had romance so like Priscilla, Emmy, mm-hmm. Berna, Esther, Michelle, Tatcha, like, and Michaela from the note of of night one. Like, I think right. that could carry a season right there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's more impactful uh, women rookies than than men rookies. That's 100 percent true. All right. Um, the Berna and Emmy thing. I thought this like Emmy to I me. I believe this was the second topic. Yeah. Like of all, like this should have been like uh, you know, segment Q on the list. I can't believe this got the second, like ten first ten minutes. We're talking about Berna screwing over Emmy, or Emmy screwing over Berna. That was I couldn't believe that. It it did jog me. It did take me back. I obviously didn't really remember this, and it also seems just like so dumb because it should have been squashed. So like, this is why you love Emmy, I guess, because she's not gonna just like say the rational thing of like. You're right, Berna. I shouldn't have lied mm-hmm. to you. I get that you're not upset that I did it. You're upset I lied, and I'm sorry. Period. But like Emmy's so crazy and just wiles mm-hmm. out so much that she makes this. And I I sympathize with Berna here because it's like Berna's being rational and Emmy's popping off. I do worry that Emmy is going to get a little too big for her britches when it comes mm-hmm. to like trying to be like CT and Devin. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like what this was. Yeah, I could see the. 
the Amber B hate that she was that Amber B was getting coming to the season kind of shifting to Emmy coming to next season. Interesting. Like that level of like jealousy, like feeling fake or over the top, like fake in different ways. But like I could see Emmy not coming in with a lot of friends. Interesting. I don't worry about Emmy being liked within the cast because I think she will remain protected by Tori, Devin, see people that Amber doesn't have. It's not like Amber has this like other crew. It kind of seems like everyone's kind of aligned. But I worry about the audience with Emmy if this trajectory continues two, three seasons like so, from now. But is someone like Tori, like is Tori really going to stick her neck out for, for Emmy? Like I feel like that was just, you know, they were together just because of how long it, like they weren't really close. Like I feel like a lot of the bonds that Emmy had besides uncle CT were just, just by sheer, like, like that was like the only person left. Then it was just, you know, she was on their team or whatever. Like, I think starting fresh, I don't think a lot of these people are going to be like sticking their neck out for, for Emmy. I mean, that's an interesting prediction, but like, I'll go back with like, well, who does Tori have? So, and also why Tori would have a lot of people? I think Tori has a lot of people. I don't know. Huh? I think like, the Amanda side of things hates Tori, obviously. Tori has a Nisa. But in like yeah. with this season, like who does Tori have? Tori had this crew that she developed on this season. The Big Brother people, Devin, Nani, like that's like pretty mm-hmm. much from this season. And I don't know who like historically Tori has anymore. And so then it's like, well, depending on the makeup of the cast, why wouldn't you rock with Emmy? Like, you're right. Would she like go into an elimination for Emmy? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But why wouldn't you stay aligned with Emmy? She's loyal as hell. She's not going to lie to her. I like, despite what she did to Berna, like, I don't see Emmy doing that. Don't tell Berna that. Yeah. Don't tell Berna that. Yeah. Um, And she's like a good competitor, but not someone that Tori couldn't beat in a final. So like, to me, like Emmy seems like the, even if she doesn't like her, which I think she does. Emmy seems like mm-hmm. the ideal ally for her. Mm-hmm. Tori had a bit of a rough reunion too. A little like the she didn't come out great looking from a lot of the the fights that she had. So there, there that is a point there. There, she she doesn't have a lot of friends. Maybe. I, well, I also I think she's so bad at finessing it. Like her fight with Tacha. Let's talk about that. Perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I did it for. Tatcha completely resolves this fight. Tori, if like Tatcha dug her heels in even slightly, like Tori would not have been able to get out of this. And I think she wants to. I just think she's like not really capable of it. Yeah, I don't think Tori wants to play up any fights for screen time. I think she's like maybe like in the season she might, but I think out of it, I don't think she likes conflict and stuff like that. I, I think she, she doesn't seem to handle it very well. So if she likes it, she's not good at it. So I think she's better off being the politician and, you know, having people come on her podcast and being friendly. Um, than, you know, having a full out brawl as I get reunions. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and I think she even like um says that. Like I wanted to reach out and Tasha's like, you literally have my phone number. And she's like, oh well like you blocked me and I took that as like Yeah, like she just doesn't she just kind of mm-hmm. mishandles the whole situation. Yeah. Which I guess I kind of understand. Like someone blocked me. I don't know if I would be you know strongly going out of my way to reach out to them separately if I also, if you didn't really care about it, like, like in Tori's say, maybe she's like, it was like, all right, Tori, like, Tatcha hates me. I'll, I'll deal with it later. As someone who blocks people and expects them to still reach out through other means, I agree with Tatcha <laughs> here. Like, just because I don't want you to see, like, my Instagram, if you feel bad and you want to apologize, you have my phone number. Like, or, like mm-hmm. reach out to my phone. And then right. if I don't, if you, like, try to contact me and I don't respond, you don't need to, like, beg. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, so, to, to also to say on your podcast that you've tried to reach out when you didn't and it was just because she blocked mm-hmm, you, like, yeah. to me, opening shady. Instagram and seeing that you're blocked is not trying to reach out. You could say, I went to reach out on Instagram, but I was blocked. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. It is still so wild. Like, Tori has, like, I mean, she referenced it a few times. She got that plug in there about her podcast a few times. Uh, but it's crazy that she has, like, the official podcast, but is also like a main contestant on the show. It's a, it's a very weird dynamic that MTV has set up with her that I don't think it's like a good situation for her. I feel like she'd be better off with, without the podcast uh, on the show, but like the fact that she has it and like has people on, it, it's just a very weird situation for her. Well, that's interesting because I do think like she hasn't gotten that much backlash, like in summer house where like, Hannah Burner, who used to be on, and Paige DeSorbo have this a Bravo show, have a podcast that's like not affiliated with the show, but like they talk about shit a lot. And like at the reunion for the last two seasons ago, everybody was like going off about how like you said this in your podcast, you said this on your podcast, and like they hated her as a result of her podcast. But with something like this, it's like more similar to like Derek on All Stars or Rob with Rob as a podcast or Survivor. It's like how much are people going to be nice to Tori because they want continued airtime? They want, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure Tori's not booking people, but if Tori were to say, like, I don't want this person on, you know, I wonder how much pull she has. But, like, I want a good relationship with the keeper of the media. Mm-hmm. But then also, they said this about me and maybe I'm bitter about it. So I don't really know if it, like, plays in their favor or not. It's a very weird balance for kind of everyone involved. Like, I'm surprised, frankly, it didn't help Derek more on All-Stars. We talked about this of Mm -hmm. just like, especially for those people who Mm -hmm. aren't going to get invites to like other podcasts. Right. I mean, anyone's welcome here, but we're not even inviting people. So (laughs) you're not going to get invites here. But like Derek, if you want, slide into our DMs or at least my DMs. You could literally uh, my DMs are open, even though I'm private. Uh, (laughs) That's but if that's like. Derek, you know, in COVID, non-COVID times, COVID, whatever, like, not that it's non-COVID times, but before this, he was doing live shows where, like, he'd have the state, four or five people on stage with him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you kind of want that that kind of attention, like, don't you want to make nice with Derek? You would think so. I think so. All right, I've really gotten making, off track. The, the, the making nice between Amber and Casey was kind of difficult. This is probably the most interesting segment, besides like, maybe some of the Amanda stuff, but the Amber-Casey uh, feud. It was pretty interesting to see them hash out to see, like, really this was, like, one of Casey's most dynamic conversations I think she's ever really had on the show, like, balancing how much she, like, doesn't trust Amber uh, before the show and then also balancing that she does, like, like her as a person. It was very interesting to see Casey actually, like, articulate that uh, in, like, an open way. This is a phenomenon that we only really get to see with the challenge for reality shows where like there are people who are friends outside of the house and they come on the show and they totally work on opposing sides and then they go back to like being friends or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it it's such a unique aspect of having such a reoccurring cast. I thought Casey handled this like an absolute champ. Uh giving spilling the tea that Amber, I guess, in quarantine was like shitting on Big Brother. Like maybe mm-hmm. she was just getting a little too gassed up. Um, Hanging out with Devin too much. I have to say that I finally agree with the cast that Amber is fake as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, what was it, alligator tears or just her demeanor? Like what was fake? 
I oh my god, I saw a TikTok where I thought of you the other day because it's crocodile tears. Oh but it was um oh, <laughs> this guy's dad is like a famous chef and he gives him food and is like, Can you gourmet this? I forget. It's like jet something. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, this is like if it were um he's like, Yeah, one or he was talking about a Domino's pizza and he's like, I'd probably eat this like once in a blue. And the kid's like, once in a blue, what? And he's like, once in a blue. He's like, it's once in a blue moon. <laughs> it's implied. The moon's implied. The um, crocodile alligator. What the hell? Uh, same thing. We all get quotes wrong once in a blue. But yeah. um, back to the show. I just thought, like, the way she first starts with, like, people excuse like people confuse my niceness with fakeness and i agree as somebody who's not that nice i am a little wary sometimes of people who are nice because i'm like i don't buy it but it really is they're just nice okay i was with you 100 percent. huey defends her in a very gus v josh moment trying to get airtime also i swear gus is gonna get more mentions in this show than like he has like his life i almost mentioned him before but i was like nah wait (laughs) and then when casey calls her out Amber responds to that. And now editing is maybe this was edited immediately by crying. And then again, Mm. maybe this is editing. But like when called on it, when Casey's just laying out facts and saying, like, I like you, I care about you. I have reason not to trust you in this game. So I don't trust you in this game. And yes, that's hard, but I care about you. Like Amber just like totally breaks out of it, cries and is like, I am just so happy for you and it's like mm-hmm. what are you talking about engage in the conversation that's being had yeah that the, the, that was i just felt for amber because like i could see it from her side like watching the show like they were very mean to her especially in scenes where like amber and casey would have like a real heart to heart and amber's like yeah i really think me and casey have like mended fences and we feel great and then there's like Casey confessional was like, I don't trust her at all. Like, I can't wait to see her go. Like, for like, I feel like that must have been so heartbreaking for Amanda to hear. Um, so I could like, I, I felt like her pain. Like, I felt it was like genuine. But like her being like so over the top happy for Casey, that felt a little forced. But like the crying and the upsetness, I, I felt was genuine. Well, it might also be like a product of like me being like I've watched a lot of Real Housewives reunions lately like come prepared like because I agree with you Mm -hmm. and I think Casey's like well what did I say I didn't trust you and she's like no it wasn't that you were so mean to me and Casey's like well what did I say come with the receipts girl because you have them because she was mean to you and you have come with the quotes bring Dr. Wendy in and come with a, a poster board of like that you blew up the text like come with the quotes Because she did say them, you do have them. But so then I just felt like her back was against the wall. So she resorted to like, well, I was just so happy for you. And I was like, that's not Mm -hmm. what you're trying to say right now. Right. Right. It's probably tough, at least for Casey. Like she had Nani there as a support, like obviously Josh. uh, But like for Amber, like she was a weird spot to be in. All right. Um, Speaking of weird stuff, was there anything more to say of this Fessy and Josh thing? Like I know we had to discuss it. The fact that Josh feels bad about it is insane to me. Because, like, again, it, to me, it's ultimately, like, fessy through hands. Yeah, but I mean, for Josh, I can understand why Josh would feel, like, guilty. I mean, you know, if, if I got in a fight with my friend over something stupid and they got kicked out of a show that they probably could have had a very good chance of winning, um, I, would, I would feel guilty, for sure. I guess. I mean, Josh was also mean to fessy, but they were mean to each other. Like, to me, like, I wouldn't feel bad because, like, they both were at each other's throats and then Fessy like took it too far 
So it's kind of like, it sucks that that happened, but I don't mm-hmm. blame Josh. Josh didn't like send him up in any way. Yeah. I like that. Fessy had like the very political answer about being Santa. I'm like, oh, you know, I thought since me and Josh resolved it, it would be okay, but rules are rules. I have to accept my consequences. Very uh, political 101. What about Nani being like, well, what did we learn? Josh, repeat what we learned. <laughs> that was a weird vibe. Very weird. Well, I feel like she's probably done that many times to Josh uh, over their friendship. I feel like that's something you really have to do to Josh. Sometimes treat him like a five-year-old. And Josh, we don't what? Get upset. <laughs> we don't what? What do we not do with our emotions? We don't let them out. We don't mm. get, and then we don't send our friends home. And then we don't feel bad for three months. Okay, right? Good, good. That was very, very strange. Also strange. I thought the Devin and Tori conversation, again, I, I, I cannot believe that Devin is not as mad at Tori as like he would be almost at like anything else. Like he's just like got over that so quickly and is almost like uh, surprised that anyone's like, Devin, why aren't you like pissed at Tori? I thought that whole dynamic was super odd. I guess I just thought like most of these issues is like they resolved it on the show and then he but got they, to the like, final. They didn't. Like they didn't resolve it. Like he resolved, like he resolved it by ignoring it. It seemed like right after the fact, like that, this, this to me, like, of all the things that people have done to each other on like this Why season. Why did I think that I thought they had a conversation about it? Maybe I'm confusing it with the like stick. You're talking about the I don't think so. Yeah, but well, like, yeah, trying to help him. I guess like yeah. maybe it's just like they're actually friends and Devin made the final anyway. Like maybe it would have been an issue if Tori uh if like Emmanuel beat him. I don't know, but like he forgave Kyle so quickly also with like the when he like pulled them out of the elimination and let Fessy win right. in that challenge, not elimination, but in that, in the daily. So yeah. I don't know, like maybe honestly, Devin's just like a smart, non-emotional player and like, like gives yeah, his so. friends a pass. So I could learn yeah. a thing or two. Yeah. Devin's been the bigger man. Good for him. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American family insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, Would you pay for Fessy to box CT? I could not care less. Could not care less. (laughs) Somebody no. somebody wrote in and said that I should call you Uncle BC. Oh, God, God, no. God no. How funny is that? Yeah. Um, oh boy. I, the boxing thing for me is like so pathetic. The whole thing is pathetic. Like I hate mm-hmm. that that boxing thing even happens. Like I don't think non-boxers should be punching each other in the face like for money. But mm-hmm. regardless, um Fessy has zero confidence when he's like, when Maria's like, Fessy, you think you'd beat him? And he's like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, he knows he's going to get his ass beat. Right. Like, we see CT, he's, he's freaking playing the person that hunts people. Don't be fighting him. That shit would sell. You could hate, it's like, Fessy, you're not supposed to be like this on TV. You're supposed to say, like, Oh, I want to settle it with you in the ring. Oh, but but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be like we would make money doing this. Like that's like you're yeah. telling the audience too much. I, I think that wasn't like I think it was Kyle called them out on that. I was like yeah, CT like CT. You just won like a you know eight hundred thousand dollars. Why don't we like you know 
cut some of me something of getting into a boxing fight. Uh, you mentioned Devin and Tori forgiving each other, or sorry, Tori forgiving Devin. Mm-hmm. What's so funny to me is how quickly they all forgave Josh for telling Amanda to take Tori's spot. Like they just know he got bested. Yeah. <laughs> and like manipulated and outsmarted and they're like willing to also let that go because like it's Josh Amanda you, mm-hmm. you outsmarted him we're not going to get mad about it mm-hmm. yeah I mean they said like it was a loaded question but he also kind of tricked himself into answering it um, he's like yeah Amanda he, he she got one over, one over on Josh not, a, not much more you can say the Amanda Tory thing also is like very tired to me maybe I'm just over all of this drama it's a little tired, but like I, I, I'm on the man. Like I'm side with the man. Like Tori. Oh, does, you do. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a big time. <laughs> like everything Amanda says about Tori, like seems to be coming true. Like every time, like she's in like a new group of friends, like she does something that's like typical Tori, and people get mad at her. And her, like her confronting Emmanuel, it was just perfect. The, the Emmanuel trying to like be like the good boyfriend of like popping in, and Emmanuel, <laughs> Amanda just shooting him down so strongly was just like chef's kiss, beautiful. Well, see, I thought that was a, like, I don't know. I think Emmanuel's kind of done enough to get an invite back. So I thought, like, to be like, stop trying to get a call back is like an easy thing to say. But I think Emmanuel will get a call back. So it's like not really relevant. But I love Tori here being like, just because like my man steps in and yours doesn't. I was like, oh shit. Especially because Tori and Fessy have hooked up. It's like pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. So who, who's a man's man? Fessy. That's who that, right, that's who Tori was not, talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, because I mean he's not gonna jump in to help Amanda. Like Amanda like Emmanuel's gonna jump in to help Tori. Well, I mean, in theory, Fessy's very close with Amanda well, and like half of his shtick was about trying to make it up to her. He should yeah, jump well, in. Fessy's a dog, so Fessy is a dog. I loved when Maria said that. Or Nani yeah. said that. Yeah, he got called out big time. He's like, What are you coming out of me? <laughs> You did it yourself. Yeah. Uh, we did have a lot of hookups this season. I didn't really realize until we got the full package of like Amanda and Fessy, mm-hmm. Ashley and Nelson, Burnham, Nelson, Big T and Logan, Emmanuel and Michelle, Emmanuel and Tori, Bettina and Fessy. Yeah, it was, it was a kind of forgot about all that. It, it was a lot of uh, one thing we were hoping for a lot of single, ready to mingle, young, hot people. So that was good. Uh, what do you think about the revelation that Ashley and Josh hooked up? Well, I mean, I, did they? I mean, why would Josh be denying it so uh, vehemently? So, like, I don't know. I tend uh, to I believe that Josh denied 5, it. I 5,000 reasons why he would deny it. The biggest what? damning em- evidence is that they didn't roll footage, and they rolled footage of Bettina and Fessy, but, and Tori and Kells. But, like, Josh always denies his hookups and is, like, weird about them, but also, like, they had that whole, like, drama happen. Yeah, I guess, we, yeah, so no Ashley at the reunion. We were speculating about that. She was not there. That situation was not mentioned. Yeah. Interesting. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, except that Josh has said he wanted to address it. So unclear. Unclear. So maybe maybe he said something and they just didn't air it. It's possible. But then that's fucked up if he wanted to address it and they didn't air it. Let's assume everything was in line with what Josh wanted and move on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to check his Twitter now to see if he said anything but I'll look later um, I like how Nelson just owns it I did lie loyalty baby I'm rocking the shirt mm-hmm. he gets it <laughs> I thought a good, re- good reunion for Nelson too he got some uh, compliments for from Amanda for stepping in in the right spots good, good showing for Nelson 
Well, for him to say, like, just to speak to Amanda's character, she offered to sabotage your team to help me is like not maybe what he needed <laughs> to say in that moment. But the spirit was there. Right. It was like the right energy. Right. Doesn't that, that like is the essence of Nelson, right? Like the spirit is there, but the execution just might not be. Um, yeah, the execution is not always there uh, for our boy Nelly T, but the mm-hmm. loyalty on my Nelly T E E is mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. sure. Love it. Um, okay, the Tori and Emmanuel relationship. I mean, are they? Uh, I-, I loved. Are you going to be fixing plumbing in Amsterdam? Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave my job. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was surprised they uh, they even saw each other after the show that she went out there and he's going to apparently come here at some point. So there's, there's something there. I don't know. That's like very my energy right now. That's a very like at whatever time this was in the pandemic, like, yeah, you got a hot boy like who lives in Romania and you could just fly out there and like have this weird experience in Romania with his grandma who doesn't speak English. Like, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah, Tori, go take that flight. Like I was supporting of that. I I thought one of Tori's uh, best lines was when she was talking about coming into the season. And she said, like, uh, I want to really come in, be single, but like focus on the game. But like, I, I like hooking up, so I'm just going to do it. Like, good. Yeah. Like, good for her. Like, own that. Good for you. When they were like, all of our audience was like noticing that you flew to Romania. I thought they're going to be like that. Emmanuel looks just like Jordan. We I so did I. I, just, I was waiting for that. Too. I cannot believe that never came up. Crazy. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about the Michelle part of it. I did feel a little bad for Michelle. This was one of the clips they put on that challenge instagram as like a preview so i saw this before uh the episode but you know michelle is like it's fine that they hooked up and i recognize that i was like very much a double standard angry at tori only and i own that love that from michelle but Mm -hmm. like i was upset because i was alone in the house and i confided him in well and he was my person and so like it hurt that he just like moved on right away totally respectable energy from michelle yeah absolutely yeah that's what i was saying i thought she came off as good as she possibly could being tossed into this environment as like being like, not like the other woman, but like, you know, being spurned for, from Emmanuel spurned from Fessy, both of the other people there. Like, is that a great spot to be in? And she handled it pretty well. Well, please defend Amanda in the Amanda, Michelle Fessy situation. Yeah. Let's see that. It's, uh, you know, my, my standing of Nelson is similar to my standing of Amanda. Like it's not always great. Sometimes there's some bumpy roads. She's not always perfect, but, uh, here she's just clearly so hurt from Fessy that she's just lashing out at anyone involved in it. And Michelle is obviously person number one to, to lash out about it. So she gets the wrath. Just like you lashing out. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. I really love Amanda because, I mean, Amanda carried this reunion on her back. Like someone get oh, her easily. a free massage. Yeah. But so I agree. But to me, like, I felt bad for Michelle here. Amanda jumping in. This had nothing to do with it. It was not at all the same. Michelle defends the decision completely. And classic Amanda to, like, not really hold Fessy accountable uh, and to get mad at Michelle. Like, what's mm-hmm. Fessy doing inviting her down? Like, thank God for Maria Menunos who, like, shows up and is like, what's Fessy doing inviting your friend down to Florida? Right. Yeah. No, that was a good follow up from uh, Maria. She did great. Oh, and then mm-hmm. Amanda really lost the thread when she was like, I wasn't even going to mention it until you're on the after show saying you guys only kissed when I know you did more. Well, if my friend hooked up with my current boyfriend or like whatever in the past, I would want her on television 
to act like less happened and downplay it. I don't like, why is Amanda's argument here? Like, well, you should have said I slept with Fessy, but I support Amanda and Fessy's relationship. Like that would be insane. Amanda's big on like the honesty. She just wants it. Tell it like it is no matter how bad, how good. Oh, we'd be hearing it for years. If Michelle Cockley went on the after show and was like, well, I fucked your boyfriend. We would Mm -hmm. never hear the end of that. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's not one honesty. She wants whatever suits her. She lost the thread completely here. Call me Corey Lay. She lost the thread completely. (laughs) She gets it back when she straight up confronts Fessy. I thought that was much better showing uh, how she handled At the direction that. of Maria, because Maria sure. calls into Fessy and is like, uh, Fessy, you've just been sitting here. He's like, ooh, what? Ooh. Fessy was trying to do the CT route. Was like hoping no one pays attention to him, doesn't confront him, and people forget about it. Swatting flies. Not, like, this is, once again, like, Fessy and reunions do not go very well. I feel like he's had like the same expressions like the last reunion when everyone was coming out of him for being like a snake. Now everyone's coming out of him for being a dog. So he needs to like pick a different animal for next. See, it's, it's interesting because I thought Fessy performed really well in his last reunion where I was like, all right, this is going to be a new era dawning of a new Fessy and a new Josh with a little self-awareness, a little change. I think Josh, it's happened. Fessy, I, I think there's still hope. Um, but I thought Fessy came largely humbled compared to where he saw him last season. This season was sort of nooch to me. Like he, he was not mm-hmm. cocky. He was just sort of like, we'll sell tickets, uh, CD. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he completely shuts down here. And it, I'm very Amanda. I'm like, oh, shocking. I'm confrontational. I'm let's work this out. I'm holding you accountable. And Berna being like, you know, Fessy is making jokes or whatever. But like, I don't know that Fessy like knows how to handle this correctly. And you should listen to him. Amanda, obviously unwilling to hear it from Berna, but from an audience perspective, I was like, actually, maybe I should give Fessy a little bit more sympathy here. He doesn't really want to have this like relationship level summit right now and is ill-equipped to handle it. And Maria's asking him, holding him accountable, deservedly mm-hmm. so, and asking him tough questions. And he doesn't have like the skill set, the emotional skill set to respond. And that's like sort of just what it is. Yeah, he needed to have more prepared, like think on these type of questions, answers. Because yeah, he was not uh he's not ready to share. I did love Nelson being like, don't let that evil face fool you. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. hurt. <laughs> I, lo- I love their friendship. It's really sweet. They really get each other. I want them to get like, together. Uh, I know. I sh- what the hell? I want them to get together. Me too. We're, we're shipping it. It's official. Nelson's looking for love still. He seems very happy <laughs> when people have kids, so I think he could slide in and be a dad, so I don't know. Same. Oh my Good god. <laughs> Incredible. Um, speaking of love, Nani and Casey, very emotional, very much mm-hmm. in love, and Nani's moving, baby. Yeah, going to San Diego. Love to see it. Someone I brought just, up in the in like uh I didn't pull it because it was a question about the final from last week, but it kind of got lost on like how close Nani was to winning. The fact that if she somehow had beaten Casey, like she would have been partnered with CT. Kind of forgot about that, that part because it was so unlikely, <laughs> but like she was like right there to be with CT the last leg of the final. She would have been with CT, but I do not think they would have won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the running up the mountain is is too important. And we saw what mm-hmm. happened with her and Leroy. Yep. I, I, I mean, I don't think it would have been a blowout. I just don't I just don't think it would have been a guarantee. I don't think she was a smidge away from winning. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good. They're, they're very happy. I mean, they weren't going to do the season, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, timing work, timing's everything. So, good for them. Um, I thought Corey 
Logan and Josh, this conversation was a little strained, but Maria, I thought, asked the right questions where Josh is basically willing to blame Corey and be like, well, Logan would have been more loyal to me than Corey. And Maria's like, well, what has Corey ever done to show disloyalty? And Josh's like, well, right. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought Corey, Corey said what I think what we said at the time was, you know, they were just looking for a reason to take out Corey and they just used this as a reason. It wasn't a good reason, but it was something to go off. And that was their reasoning to get out Corey. So that's what they had. And, you know, like, I don't want to undersell the bond they had again, like their shared language and like that bonded them really quickly. And like, we've seen a lot with like conversations with Survivor and Big Brother this year about like things being bigger than the game and feeling like this close connection and like Shannon Liana, like feeling like instant sisters and like not wanting to betray. Like, maybe there was a little bit of that. And fair enough with Mm -hmm. Logan and Josh. But like to blame. This is what Josh does a lot, like to gaslight basically Corey. And be like, well, I couldn't trust you, so uh, I got you before you got me. And it's like, I wasn't getting you. <laughs> like, there right. was no mistrust there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, anything from TJ? I mean, Tasha has a crush on TJ. Don't we all, sister? Get in line. Yeah, seriously, get in line. <laughs> TJ didn't offer much, though. That was very funny when he was calling out, like, uh, what would he call out? Josh, Kyle, Devin. I probably basically just being the most annoying, I think, probably to film with. <laughs> but that was funny. I mean, he doesn't usually show up at the reunion, so, like, I oh, guess yeah, nice to see him. Other than the stand-in for Camilla. <laughs> God. Um, Alright, and then the performance happened. I did, it, I did laugh because, like, they had them seated, like, six feet apart in the chairs, but then that the performance, <laughs> I guess, COVID doesn't exist. No, COVID doesn't exist when you're singing Alien. It, it, it sits down and watches the show. Um, I, you know, I liked seeing the performance, but I did beg the question, like, who is Emmy's agent? Like, how did they get that? Like, Tori also, I think, used to do music, at least with Jordan. Like, I feel like she was probably Mm -hmm. really jealous of this. Like, how is Emmy allowed to, like, release a single and perform it twice on MTV? Right, right. Good for her, though. Getting good buzz. She's up over 200,000. I checked this morning, over 200,000 Instagram followers. So good for her. There you go. Um. All right. Should we talk about? Let me see. The I have good... a couple. Oh, please. I have. A, I just have a little, Let me see if I can pull some of the questions. I'm. I'm not good at weaving them in like you do during it. So I have a go through a couple. They we mostly covered it, but I guess. So Michelle Marsh said, "Used to love CT. You've already discussed so many thoughts on him, but yet once again he disappoints. How can the winner not be at the reunion? He couldn't even dress the part virtually. He doesn't fit in with the cast. He's above the dressing up and attending after shows, and now the reunion." Uh, he needs to be humbled, not by Fessy. I wish he could go to All-Stars, but he probably doesn't really fit in there either. Maybe go back to DadBot CT and join All-Stars in a few years when we're missing out on, on our screens again. Scathing words for Michelle. I mean, I agree. He gave very um, Jason Sudeikis vibes when he like wore a sweatshirt to accept the virtual like Emmy or Golden Globe or whatever for yeah. Ted Lasso, and he was like so high. Um uh, yeah, he definitely didn't dress the part. He was where he like swatting flies wherever he was. It yeah. that, maybe the fly does suggest he was like on location in in some situation. Yeah, it was very like a yeah nondiscreet white backdrop. So, but he is checked out. He definitely doesn't engage in the drama or the fights or whatever. Like again, if Big T's like push for mm-hmm. a storyline is going to be to like come for CT online, I think it would have been better if they aired like the her coming for a Manuel or like others and having the conversation right. about entertainment value versus athleticism to have her storyline be around CT. It's like CT is not going to give it to you. He doesn't, he's just like, doesn't need to. Right. Right. 
That's really it, though. The other questions we already touched on, mostly about fashion and about Amanda. So, oh my god, ask the fashion questions. Did anyone uh, have any different takes? No, they were like uh, out of context. As who was the best male female outfit? Uh, right. What was the other one? Shelby Heimler says, "This is fashion related, but I thought everyone pretty much looked great. I really love Esther's dress. What outfits did you like? Also, which we can get to. Also, just the news that Leroy and Cam are having a baby." Yes, we did, I also Shelby. loved Esther's dress, but yeah, let's talk about Lyra and Cam having a baby. Can, I mean, how many? My inbox was like, bing, 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 bing. Text, text, call. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't get that much excitement when my brother had a baby. <laughs> I'm almost just most surprised that Cam just wasn't on this season. That seems like the best way to get pregnant on the challenge. <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to Mari about it. Obviously, very, very exciting. I do hope. You know, I mean, Cam is just living her best goddamn life. And that's why she like she has mm-hmm. said, like, it's not that I'm not on the challenge because of Libra. I'm just not on the challenge. because I have like business and life to live and I'm happy. So like this definitely probably prolongs her return to the challenge. But right. I was going to say, we've seen, you know, people coming back now. So that opens the door even more, which I'm sure they would love to have Cam back. Wouldn't we all? So I think we just have to wait longer than I was hoping we'd have to wait. Probably. Literally, because she just has to like deliver the child. I don't even mean like that she'll want to take time off, which she probably right, will. Right. So, Maybe logistically, 40. it's like not going to be next season, which is as soon yeah. as I wanted her. <laughs> right, right. Come back for the big season 40. Let's do that one. But a hearty congratulations from us at the Challenger Hop Up to, Nels- to Nelson. Oh, well, let's talk about Nelson. <laughs> Nelson with a fantastic uh, Insta story celebration where apparently he was, uh, Cam FaceTimed him. Uh, right before maybe Leroy I don't remember who he said but I faced him the night the day before to tell him and he was like celebrating so loudly that people around him thought that he was having a kid and he had to reassure he, everyone he was that, in an no, airport <laughs> yeah, no I, I am not the dad he had to moray the situation and inform everyone that he is not the father Um, but yeah we love Nelson and shout out to Out of Context uh, for alerting us to that Instagram mm-hmm. story um, but congratulations to Cam and Leroy and to Nelson uh, getting congrats to the, to the world. Airports. I mean this kid's going to be such an incredible addition to the world so everyone should be very happy um, alright things you were not happy about this week Brian let's get to the social mm-hmm. media um, okay I'm pulling up some screen grabs uh, Josh hasn't really tweeted but he retweeted Fessy saying Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Bless you. Okay, there's no way to get around that. Just, yeah, I got to sneeze sometimes. Wow. Enough, Allie. Okay. That was four. So, Fessy tweeted a very handsome photo of Josh and Casey and Fessy and said, three seasons we had our foot on the gas. Glad to see one of our one of your own come out on top. Well deserved. Not even six months after she had major surgery on her patella, she was busting her ass, winning her second TV show in only a couple of years. That girl is something else. Uh, so we love we love that support. Um, but another guy who was showing support, and we we almost alluded to this last week that Corey mm-hmm. is working harder on Twitter than the devil works hard, but Corey works harder on Twitter, Corey. Mm-hmm. Lay. And he first said, I wish y'all could see every text thread. I'm in with castmates hating Amanda. Everyone is tired of her shit. She acts like she's 12 years old. You'll see. I'm just not afraid to tweet about it. And then someone in the comments who were like, show us the receipts. And, um, he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, Corey said, millionaire Michelle, loser of six seasons, Amanda. 
Mm-hmm. And Brian Cohen retweeted, quote tweeted it and said, six times as many as you'll see, period. Yep. <laughs> what possessed you? <laughs> I don't know. It was right before I was going to bed. I was like, screw this guy. I, don't, I didn't even watch the reunion at that point. So if I had, I would have even doubly tweeted it because of how much of a superstar Amanda was. But like, who is this guy to come at Amanda? I mean, Amanda... The way she, the way he, this guy presented himself, he's been out for like a cup of coffee, never gonna be heard from again. Amanda, by far, by far, the MVP of this reunion. Like she was so, like her number one to whoever you want to put as number two. The gap from her to number two was as was larger than the gap from two to Logan. Like that's how great she was. Number two. (laughs) <laughs> probably probably like that's how much amanda was so good in this reunion and such a great part of the season like she can make a part she was the mvp of the freaking season so for like lesser Corey to be coming at her like just kick rocks like this guy could leave go away bride view sue and i know it would really be played view brian but it's bride view sue bbs is here to stay you're full i sent this to our challenge chat with matt and scally it was like the transformation is officially complete <laughs> This is such it was just a joke energy. of a tweet. It was just a joke. So he's and I would be, but he's like praising Ashley also, and like the like what did that even mean? Like Ashley, like who okay, like what are you bringing her up? And then just to, to knock Amanda down. Get Someone rocks. did write, "How was the reunion?" And he wrote, "Got me there." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he said, "Michelle is greater than Amanda. The greater than sign any day of the fucking week." Sleep emoji. Uh, like what your challenge, mad. What challenge group chats is he even in? Like, who's really hitting up Coriel to like be talking about the reunion besides Michelle? <laughs> is Michelle even like Michelle's not even part of the challenge world? Really, get out of here! Ooh. Ooh. It's funny how y'all think I'm just gonna sit here while somebody attacks all of my friends on TV and be silent. I guess Michelle is all of his friends. You've got me confused with somebody else. But again, like normally I would like hate on this energy, and I feel like when Josh used to do this, I would hate on it. So I have to own my hypocrisy. But like. Yeah, like this is the best Corey can be doing is be tweeting about this right now. The I best he can so. hope for is people like you fuel his like Twitter mentions and he comes back based on a tweet. And then Matt Ligori, uh at 1 p.m. today, he <laughs> quote tweeted your quote tweet and said, <laughs> can't stop thinking about this. <laughs> Which is, I, I, I think the best chef's kiss on him. Yeah. I'm going to make that my banner. Like, can't stop thinking about this. Your tweet. <laughs> I used to mix it up with like the already the one people on Twitter. because That was fun. I, I don't really mix it up much with the challenge people anymore. So this is it was fun. I feel like, Janelle. I'd love you to not mix it up with them. But like, <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. When I, when I pressed that, I was like, yeah, let's let's I'm gonna turn my phone over. But the sleep, I was like, let's see what this looks like in the morning. Did he, re- he didn't respond, right? No, he said he probably, he probably had to be muted or something. He says he's muting anyone that like uh, said anything to him over the last 24 hours. So I'm probably well, you got I, blocked I, I, by Cara Maria. So I know. I don't think I don't remember what I did for that one. Definitely a <laughs> lot less than this. <laughs> this is pretty brutal. <laughs> let's end it. That Let's end the season there. I think that's the perfect place to end on. Well, there's another two hour reunion next week. So we got that to look forward to. Shut up. <laughs> I just checked. It's all ridiculousness again next week. So we're in the clear. <laughs> challenge, challenge 37 is, is in the books. Challenge 38, uh, unclear when it's coming back. So a little, uh, although we're going to have all stars three somewhere in between. So not much to be honest. Isn't that strange? Very. Okay. No, it's very. No, we're, we're aligned. Nothing else yeah. to say. We're just, we're... Yeah. I don't know. 
You, but you can uh, so you can subscribe robiswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Also catch our All Stars coverage. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, coming with a C, Ryan with an I underscore. And where can they follow and keep up with you? You could follow me at Lash Tweets. And uh, big news are happening now. Uh, NGOG New Girl Old Guy returned this week uh, with special guest Rob Sesternino. Uh, talking about season three, episode seven with Akiva Wieneker, myself, Rob Sesternino. Uh, you could check that out at uh, anchor.fm slash new girl, old guy. We're back, baby. You love to see it. Love to see it. That'll do it for Challenge 37. If you don't listen to All Stars, we'll catch you Challenge 38. If you listen to All Stars, you can catch us keep doing All Stars. Um, until next time, have a good one. <laughs>